The gift we will be studying, unwrapping tonight, is patience. And I want to begin with reading this devotion. So that you may live a life worthy of the Lord and please him in every way, bearing fruit in every good work, growing in knowledge of God, being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might, so that you may have great endurance and patience. Colossians 1, 10 and 11. Do you consider yourself to be patient? Our daily lives require us to exercise patience. Whether the issues we face are small or big, dealing with difficult co-workers, experiencing conflict with a friend, or getting sick, are all the situations that require us to be patient. And it's often easier said than done. Unfortunately, we cannot control every aspect of our lives. The way others treat us and the situations we find ourselves in are sometimes simply beyond our control. And we have to find ways to cope with them. So how can we be patient in seemingly impossible circumstances? Romans 12, 12 says, Rejoice in hope. Be patient in tribulation. Be constant in prayer. In life, we will face trials. However, as believers, we can find hope knowing that we have a loving God who is in control of our lives. When we put our trust in his perfect plan rather than our own plan, we do not feel anxious or worried or become impatient. In addition, we do not have to struggle to find patience within ourselves. In fact, When we call upon God, he can give us the strength to be patient. While we may not understand the waiting period we are in, we can rest in the fact that God works all things together for good to those who love him. Rather than trying to make things happen, we can can let go of the reins and give him the power in our lives. If you are in the midst of a season of waiting, remember that God's plan is greater than anything we could even imagine. As his children, he does not withhold good things from us. When we give our lives to him and faithful in prayer, he will work through us in incredible ways. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I come before you, Lord. And Father, we know that you are in control of our lives, Lord. And there are things in our lives at times that we don't understand. And we do become impatient with because we want answers, Lord. But you hold the answers to everything that's going on in our lives, Father. And we thank you that you're in control and that we're not, Lord. And Father, we know that you want to teach us patience, Lord. Just that you are so patient and long-suffering with us, Father. And that's a gift that you want us to share with others as well, Lord. So may you help us, Father God, to understand this great gift, Lord, and to give it to others as well. In Jesus' name, amen. I was given two key scriptures to springboard us from for this amazing gift of patience. The first one was Second Peter 3, 8 and 9, and it reads, but, but, beloved, do not forget this one thing, That with the Lord one day as is a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. And the Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, 
but that all should come to repentance. And the second scripture that I was given is James 1.4. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. I am always amazed and in awe of how wonderful our God is and the things that he does. If you remember, the last gift that I had the privilege of teaching was on the gift of love. And as I said in that study, love is the foundation to all the other gifts that he has for us. We know at the cross we, found, we find both love and patience. And I brought a cross here that clearly says that. It says, love is patient, love is kind, love never ends. And as I said, we know that the cross we find both love and patience. For it was at the cross that we found the love of Christ for us. And because of the cross, we receive God's patience towards us which we are to display and to have towards others. The definition in the dictionary for patience is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, trouble, or suffering without getting angry or upset. We all face times in our lives when our patience wears thin, either with others, with ourselves, and if we're all honest, even with God's plan. The Bible says patience is a virtue and a fruit of the Spirit, a sign of someone who trusts in God. Being patient is very important. It's a very important part of trusting in God in our lives as Christians and in our life circumstances. We aren't always ready for those things. There are many Bible verses spoken of throughout God's Word, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament, that discuss and illustrate the importance of patience. When one thinks of the word patience, we can't help but also think of the word impatient. In fact, the antonym for patience is impatience. What comes to mind when you think of the word patience? Having to wait on something or somebody, right? We spend a lot of our time waiting, waiting in line, and in fact, today earlier, I felt like having something from Starbucks, so I drove over there, and there was a long line, so I had to wait. And sometimes we can choose to wait, and sometimes we don't have that choice, right? I could have easily said, I don't have time for this, and leave. But there was a line that I had to wait in. And when we go to the store, doesn't it seem like when we're in a hurry, we get ourselves into the longest grocery store line? Or someone who has to get their thing checked, the price, it's like... You know, you can find yourself. So we're always waiting. We're waiting for a news or an update. We're waiting for a response. We look at our phone and say, did they receive my text? Have them come down and text me back. We're always waiting. Waiting for the next season in our life. Waiting in traffic. Waiting for this pandemic to be behind us. Ladies, God is at work in our waiting period. We may not see any changes in these times of waiting, especially in difficult times and in our spiritual growth. But there is a plan and a person, purpose for our waiting, and this is to teach us patience. What do we learn when we have to wait, other than that we're a very impatient people? And isn't it true? The thing about waiting is the longer you wait, the more you become impatient. I have learned through this study 
how very much of an impatient person I am. <laughs> you know, my mom is here, and my mom has always said, I don't like anybody waiting for me, and I don't like to wait on anybody. So when it's time for me to pick her up, I better make sure I'm there 10 minutes early. But right, I mean, we don't like to have to wait. But as I said, I discovered that I am a very impatient person. At work, I have a terrible tendency to become impatient. When I'm tr trying to resolve something or waiting on a manager, I'll email the manager, I don't get an answer. I'll email somebody else, I don't get an answer. And so there in my head, I'm thinking like, I'm tapping my fingers in my head. I'm like, come on already. I am a very impatient person at work. So needless to say, I do become impatient at times. But sad to say, my lack of impatience is not only in the workplace. I surveyed three of my children and my husband. What a big risk, right? I asked each of them, do you consider me to be a patient person? And I said it really nice, right? Do you think I'm patient with people? And with no hesitation, they said, oh no, you're an impatient person. And you do show, lack show imp um, impatience to others. I was like, oh gosh. So needless to say, I was and am guilty as charged. But I got to think about it. One of the biggest reasons why I'm impatient, and most women are, is because we like things resolved. I like things to be completed. I like things checked off my list and in control. But truly, I'm not in control. God is in control. So when I have to wait for things not done, this makes me feel at unrest. But believe it or not, and to my surprise, one of my daughters, when I asked her, do you consider me to be a patient person? She said, I do show patience. She said, yeah, mom. You're one of the most patient person people I know. And I'm like, oh, wow, she must see me on my better days. But believe it or not, this is the daughter that lives with me. She sees me day in and day out. So if she sees me having patience, all glory to God. God has a wonderful way of seeing and knowing things best. He sees the things that need to be taken care of in our hearts and lives and perhaps would remain unresolved if we weren't in that refining and waiting period time. So just as I like things to be resolved, God does too. And God knows these things in our lives that need to be taken care of. When we think of patience, who in the Bible comes to mind as a good example of patience? There are a number of great examples for us to learn and glean from, both in the Old Testament and the New Testament. We have some great examples of those also who were the opposite, who were impatient. Exodus 24, 12, it says, God instructs Moses to go up to the mountain and Joshua goes with him. But Moses himself goes up to the mountain. Then it says, a cloud covered the mountain. The glory of the Lord rested upon Mount Sinai for six days. And on the seventh day, he called Moses out of the midst of the cloud. Verse 18 from chapter 24, it says, Moses was on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. Now, if we jump down to Exodus 32, we read, 
Now, when the people saw that Moses delayed coming from the mountain, the people gathered together Aaron and said to him, Come, make us a God before us. For this Moses, the man who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we don't know what's become of him. What did they do? They became impatient. They took matters into their own hands rather than waiting on God. What does God tell Moses in verse 8? They have turned aside quickly out of the way which I had commanded them. But earlier we read that Moses was only on the mountain for 40 days and 40 nights. To you and me, that may seem like a long time, but the time frame for God, that's quick. And as I read earlier, with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one. Second Peter 8, 9b. How about Noah? I believe this took a lot of patience on his part to take on this great task that God had commanded him to do. I know and have done some projects at home, and sometimes it has taken me a little longer than expected. Recently, as I was sharing with Kathy yesterday, my husband and I, for a Christmas gift, he bought me a new bedroom set. So we ordered the furniture on January the 3rd. I received my furniture last Thursday. Talk about being patient. I had to wait and wait. But God is so gracious and God is so good because in that waiting period, he allowed my husband to complete the room to its completion. He pulled up the carpet, redid the floor, restained it, put new windows, window frames, baseboard. So it's, it's perfect now, but just on time. God's timing was perfect. Had it come any sooner, we would have been moving it around and moving it around. But God's timing is perfect. But as I said, Noah taking on this big project was very long for him. According to the answers in Genesis, it took Noah between 55 to 75 years to build the ark. Talk about having patience. But not only did Noah display patience while building the ark, he endured the ridicule of those around him. And I don't read anywhere in the Bible where he questions God asking him how long. And then we go inside the ark with all those animals. He surely displayed patience there. Noah had to wait inside the ark with a bunch of animals until God let them out. I bet Mrs. Noah was thinking to herself, how much longer of this with all these animals? She too displayed patience. And I don't read anywhere in the Bible where she became angry or impatient. As I said, there are several of these, both in the Old Testament and New Testament, who had to practice patience. And we know that the Bible tells us in Galatians 5, 22 and 23, but the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness and faithfulness, and gentleness and self-control. And ladies, it's not of ourselves do we have patience. It's a fruit of the Spirit, and it's a gift given to us, a great gift worth giving. It's imported into us that we would export it into others, and especially to those who may cause us to become impatient. 
How often have you or I become impatient with someone without producing the fruit of the Spirit, only to make a fool of yourself and perhaps hurting the other person? Ecclesiastes 7.8 says, The patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Not only has this gift been given to us, but God displays this gift of patience to us daily. So we too should show patience and love towards our loved ones, our children, our brothers and sisters in Christ. Do we show long-suffering toward them as Christ has shown an abundant amount of patience and long-suffering with us? Another person that we can look at who showed much patience was Joseph. We know the story of Joseph. He was sold by his brothers to the Ishmaelites who were to the for he was sold by his brothers to the Ishmaelites who were Midianite traders. Later they sold Joseph to Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. Potiphar was the captain of the palace guard. But because of Potiphar's wife accusing him of wrongdoing, he was placed in jail, waiting to be released for a crime he had not committed. While in there, he interprets the dream of the cupbearer who is released, and Joseph tells him, Remember me. Genesis forty fourteen says, And please remember me and do me a favor. When things go well for you, mention me to Potiphar so I might be let out of this place. But as we know, the Bible tells us it wasn't until two full years later before he was let out of prison. This is a great example of patience and waiting on God. David was another who had to wait. He waited to become king. In 1 Samuel sixteen thirteen, Samuel took the horn of the oil and anointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the Spirit of the Lord came upon David from that day forward. It said that David was between 13 to 15 years old when Samuel anointed him as king. However, he didn't become king until he was about 30, 2 Samuel 5.4 tells us. He waited about 15 years, and during this waiting period, we know he went through so much. But this waiting period taught him, if anything, to wait and to lean on God and learn much patience. We can look to another in the Old Testament for a great lesson on both patience and impatience. If we now look to Abraham and Sarah, they can be used for both one who had patience as well as impatience, right? According to the Bible, when Abraham settled in Canaan with his wife Sarah, he was 75 and childless. But God had promised Abraham that his seed would inherit the land and become a nation. That he, and then he had a son, Ishmael, by his wife's maidservant, Hagar. But when Abraham was a hundred, he and Sarah had a son, Isaac. They had to wait patiently for this promise. In Genesis 15, we read of God's covenant with Abraham. In verse 4 of this chapter, God promises one who will come from your own body shall be the heir. But we read in chapter 16 that Sarah still was childless and she becomes impatient. So Sarah says to Abraham, Abram, see now that the Lord has restrained me from bearing children. Please go into my maid, 
Perhaps I will obtain children with her. And Abraham heeded the voice of Sarah. Then Sarah's Abram's, Abram's wife took Hagar, her maid, the Egyptian, and gave her to her husband Abraham to be his wife. Abraham had dealt, dwelt ten years in the land of Canaan. So he went into Hagar, and she had conceived. And when she saw that she had conceived, her mistress became despised in her eyes. Then Sarah said to Abram, My wrong be upon you. I gave my maid into your embrace, and when you saw, when she saw that she had conceived, I became despised in her eyes. The Lord judge between you and me. It didn't take Sarah long to realize the wrong that she had done by not waiting on God and taking things into her own hands. But we do know that God did fulfill that promise to them in their old age, and they bore the son of promise, Isaac, 25 years later. But she became impatient. We read now also in 1 Samuel 13, the account of Saul's unlawful sacrifice. And then he waited seven days according to the time set by Samuel. But Samuel did not come to Gilgal, and the people were scattered from him. So Saul said, Bring a burnt offering, a peace offering here to me. And he offered the burnt offering. Now it happened, as soon as he finished presenting the burnt offering, that Samuel had come, and Saul went out to meet him, that he might greet him. And Samuel said, What have you done? And Saul said, When I saw that the people were scattered from me, that you did not come within the days appointed, and that the Philistines gathered together at Michmash, and then he, I said, The Philistines will now come down on Gilgal and have not made supplication. If I had not made supplication to the Lord, therefore I, I felt compelled to do the burnt offering. Saul took matters into his own hands. He didn't wait on God, as God had told him. He saw the restlessness of the people and took it upon himself to offer that sacrifice. Have you ever taken things or matters into your own hands and messed things up? Perhaps like Saul, you felt, you felt compelled that God wasn't coming through through the day's appointed time. According to your time frame for God, you weren't showing patience. Have you not waited on God and perhaps forfeited something God had for you? As Saul had forfeited the kingdom to another? I believe this is a great lesson for us to remember and learn from. Also, when we think of patience, we could think of Job, right? I mean, I'm sure there's several that come to your mind about patience. And Job is somebody who displayed much patience. And we just came out of the series with Pastor Joe on Wednesday nights, an extensive study on Job and how he did show much patience. And I googled, not that Google is right, how long did Job suffer? And according to Job 2.13, it says, his friends sat with him seven days and seven nights without speaking. But we don't know how long he suffered before they came or after they left. It doesn't mention years, only days, and perhaps it was months that he had the affliction. But nevertheless, the trial to him was long, and he had to wait, and he did display patience. As I said, these are just a few of the Old Testament we find. I'm sure that you, who women are of the word, know others as well. 
Let's move on now into the New Testament and see what the New Testament has to say about patience and endurance. 2 Corinthians 6.4 says, But in all things we commend ourselves as ministers of God in much patience, in tribulation, in needs, and in distress. We are all very familiar with the scripture regarding patiently enduring. Romans 8.28 And we know that all things God works for good to those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Romans 5, 3, and 4. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance, perseverance character, and character hope. James 1, 2 through 4. Consider it pure joy, brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete and lacking nothing. James 5, 10, and 11. Brothers and sisters, an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke the name of the Lord, as you know we can count it blessed for those who have persevered. And James 5, 7. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. That particular scripture brings me now to John 5. The man healed at the pool of Bethesda. And it says, now John 5, 5. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity 38 years. This man had been patiently waiting for the coming of the Lord. This man did not give in or give up, as we too are not to give in or give up in our time of waiting. We must be patient. We know the story. This man had been there with many others, waiting with the stirring of the waters and to be healed. I believe that this man received a greater healing than the others. He encountered and met with Jesus, the healer not only of his infirmity, but the healer of his soul. So for this man's waiting, it was much worth it. And you usually have to, if you usually have to wait, that is what you usually have to wait for that which is worth waiting for, a quote by C. Bruce. This is, a true, this is true for this man in John 5. Not only did Jesus give him what he wanted, healing, but this waiting process helped him to become what God wanted him to be, saved and his sins forgiven. In John 5.14, it says, Afterward, Jesus found him in the temple and said to him, See, you have been made well. Sin no more, lest something worse comes upon you. 2 Peter 3.9 says, The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Peter was quoting from Psalm 94. For a thousand years in your sight are like yesterday when it is past, and like a watch in the night. All time is nothing before him. Because as in the nature of God, all is eternity. Therefore, nothing is long, nothing is short. Before him there is no lapse of ages at all. Since a thousand years are only one day to the Lord, we can never accuse him of being delayed in fulfilling fulfilling his promises. We must be patient. 
God sees times with a perspective that we lack. Even the delay of a thousand years may well seem like a day compared to eternity. God sees time with an intensity we lack. One day with the Lord, as I said, is a thousand, as is a thousand. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. The truth is that God will keep his promise and without delay according to his timing, not our timing. Any perceived delay from our perspective is due to long-suffering of God, who allows man as much time as possible to repent. God is very patient with us, right? For those of us in Christ, God doesn't show us patience based on our behavior. Patience is who he is. He said so himself, I am the Lord God. I am merciful and very patient with my people. Exodus 34, 6. By offering us his patience, he offers us himself. We don't deserve patience. We sure can't earn it. God freely gives us patience because he will never cease to be who he is. God's nature is unchanging. He was and is and always will be patient with us. As I was one day thinking about and preparing this study and how it has to do with waiting, I thought of Kathy. I remember a number of years ago, she said she feels like her life is a waiting room. And when she said this, I thought, yeah, I can see that for all of us. I even in my mind thought of like a skit, a bunch of ladies in a large doctor's office waiting room, a prayer room. And one lady comes in, and she goes to the lady behind the window, the receptionist, all dressed in white like an angel. And the receptionist says, yes, how can I help you? And the lady says, oh, yes, I'm here because I've been praying and waiting on God to answer my prayer. And the receptionist says, oh, yes, please take a seat. Join the others who are also waiting. So she sits down. She, been, she begins conversation with the women next to her. So what is it you're waiting for? The other woman says, oh, I'm waiting for a new job. Oh, and how long have you been waiting? She asks. Oh, I've been waiting three months. She engages conversation with another woman. What is it you're waiting for? Oh, I'm waiting for my husband to come to the Lord. And how long have you been waiting? I've been waiting for years. As she looks around, before she can ask another woman what they're waiting for, they each hold up a sign, a prescription. And there's, it says on there, children's salvation, a loved one to get better who is sick, for test results, for a spouse. I, too, am waiting for my husband's salvation. An important court date, forgiveness, a son and daughter to be delivered from drugs. These women all hold up what they're waiting for in that waiting room. And then Jesus comes out from behind the door, dressed all in radiant white, like a physician, because he is the great physician. And he addresses all the ladies in the waiting room, reminding them, but it's for you, daughters, do not grow weary in doing good. Second Thessalonians 
And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Galatians 6, 9. Sisters, what is it you're waiting for? What is the Lord asking you to have patience with? You are not just waiting in vain. There is a purpose behind every delay. Isaiah forty thirty one. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You can turn to God for your strength and wait on him and his timing and his plan in every area of your life. If you find yourself lacking patience, you must release the control to God, that control that you're trying to hold on to. We need to first realize that we are, when we are tempted to be impatient, that we're not in control, especially when we're faced with a situation that we think requires quick action. We can become anxious at times. We wonder, what is God doing? Why isn't God acting now? Why hasn't he answered my prayer? But it's during these times, my sisters, that he's teaching us patience and also to lean on him. He knows what's best for us. I don't know if you remember... I mean, my sister does. When Gretchen Bertaccini had come and she taught that conference, the All Things Conference, and she said, God is not a microwave. She said, God is not like a microwave. He's like a crock pot. You know, God is slow, but yet we know that he's not slow because his timing is in our timing. What we think is should be done now, he knows best for us. And the last scripture that I want to share with you is James 1.4. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. Ladies, I know that this lesson tonight on patience taught me. It, gave, it required me to take a look at myself and how I lack in patience. And I know that the Lord gave this to me for a reason, because I need to work on those things. So perhaps if there's somebody here tonight that is waiting on something and you're becoming impatient, let the Lord do his perfect work in you, that he may be glorified and that the fruit of the Spirit may bear fruit in you. Amen. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, I just come before you, Lord, and I thank you, Lord, for this message that you gave me, Father God, and on patience, Lord, and how you taught me and showed me, Lord, how I need to be more patient overall, Lord. So, Father, do a work in me and do a work in my sisters if the, in that area that they also need, Lord. And may we display the patience to others as you display patience towards us, Father. We love you, Lord, and I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.